folks, my name is Audrey Jean Flowers, and I'm one of the co-hosts of Completely Fucking Clueless, the podcast you're currently listening to. Hello, Clueless people, and I'm Sarah, the other co-host. Here we are. We're back. Another week. Another episode. And this episode, you just have the two of us. I'm sorry. I know. It's just us. However, will you survive? Darn D. <laughs> that was mean in the way I just said that. <laughs> it's just us. We don't have a guest this week. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited, though. I was just saying to Audrey, I really do. I love the guests because I I really enjoy giving value to the people that are listening. And I think it gives us value listening to what others have to say about being clueless. But I also just love sitting on the couch talking that chit chat gibber gabber that's not the word either i can't think of it i'd also say selfishly as the person (laughs) i like that when we don't do an interview it's one track and it's two people as opposed to like 14 different tracks with 12 different people i say is we've only ever had one guest meaning the maximum number of people recording was three meaning i'm being a really overdramatic bitch but (laughs) that's fine it's hard but you know what it's us this week So wait, how was your week? I've been gone this week because I was in one country. So my week, the weekend, I was a bit of a gremlin and I read a lot, Mm. um, didn't really do a ton. And then this is something that my therapist and I've been talking about. Ooh, we love therapy. Yes, yes. We have therapy on Monday. We support. (laughs) I have it on Thursday. I... We were talking about a lot of things and basically the conclusion that we came to that she offered to me was like, hey, maybe you don't need to have a reason to needing to rest. Like maybe it's just okay that like you are tired and you do need to spend like two days just kind of sitting at home and reading. And maybe like you don't need to like there doesn't need to be a reason. And like and if you can't figure out the exact reason, that's okay. Like it could be like, are you experiencing a lot of anxiety? Partially is that like I'd say like I, something I've realized about myself since working with this new therapist is how deeply I gaslight myself. Oh, who doesn't? Yes. Um, and now having someone pointed out to me, uh, it's become very obvious. But that's something I've been trying to embrace is the idea that you don't need to earn rest. You can be tired and just need rest. So Tea. that is very I've been true. trying to give myself grace and rest. What did you read? I'm curious. I'm so not a reader. Oh, your face right now. Audrey's <laughs> face literally just took like the evilest little look. What did you? <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> so I'd say like, and again, this was kind of like last episode. You guys heard me talking. I was like struggling with a bit of anxiety that continued into the weekend. And I'd say like one of the, the coping habits that I've fallen back on to um, is I read a lot. And I'd say. <laughs> You guys can't see this, but I can feel my face is bright red. Oh, geez. Um, this is an old habit. <laughs> Not regularly, but if I'm having a rough go, I end up just reading a bunch of fan fiction a lot of the time because, yeah. like, it's comfort characters. I, like, either, like, reread the old books. So, basically, this past weekend, I read a lot of fan fiction for random weird shit, which is embarrassing and something that, like, for the longest time, would not admit publicly that I read fan fiction. I know a lot of people who read fanfic. I've personally never read fanfic. Is it, and I, I, is it, it's like kind of like sexual, like porny. Yes? It's not necessarily all porn. There is a large part of it that is like smutty. And I'd say like, definitely like my puberty awakening. Like I didn't watch porn or anything. Like I definitely just read a lot of but that's whatever like, and i that's li- normal i've met a lot of people who have i know through but- like tumblr and stuff like that I, I just 
I could never, I never got to those avenues. I've seen a lot of TikToks now that make me feel like less weird and crazy about it. And I've literally spoken to one of my siblings about it. But like, I literally remember like, like middle school me in the car with my family, like going somewhere. And I would like have my full body like cornered away from everyone else. So they couldn't see my phone. And I would be reading like straight up porn on my phone. Um, But if you think about it, like, Everybody was so upset that Bridgerton season two didn't have a lot of sex scenes in it. This is the same thing. Sex is interesting. It's captivating. Like whether it's like turning you on or whether it's like a, a good read. Like it's Particularly when you're like young and you don't really know what's happening. I'd say like as much as I don't think fan fiction is the most accurate representation of sex and media. Yeah. Neither's porn. Um, I would say wasn't reading a lot of porn this weekend was mostly reading just like stories of like people getting to be happy. Um, that's nice. Yeah. Um, I read a lot of fan fiction and then I I really like just chilled. Yeah. Per. I rested. I, I, I love that for you. Yeah. How about you? How was your, how was your whole trip? Oh my God. Yeah. We have to get into your whole trip. Yes. So I went to Napa last weekend into early this week. I went with my parents and now once I got to Napa, I was like, wow, I'm really third wheeling my parents trip to Napa. <laughs> but I'm sort of like, if you were getting a free trip to Napa, duh. Like, hello. Um, We had such a great time. Honestly, I think one of my favorite things was my parents have been going to Napa since like early in their relationship. So they know a lot of the places out there. They have a lot of memories there. And I thought it was just so sweet to watch them like share their memories that they've had in this like beautiful place with me. So it was interesting because it was like almost like their like love story or things about their relationship unfolding to me. But like also the wine and the food was love. Legit. I finally got to go to this vineyard called Tambor Bay, which all of my friends sort of know me by because it's the, uh, a wine brand that my dad really likes. So for a little bit of context, my dad, like if he's going to spend his money on anything, he likes to spend it on wine. Like that's something that he really enjoys. And so I have reaped the benefits of that <laughs> because he likes to like take his wine out and he likes me to taste things and be like, you know, and starts like swirling it in his cup and it's like, so what are what are you getting from this wine? How is this wine different from that wine? He, it's it's honestly hysterical. But this one brand that we have around our house called Tambor Bay, I finally got to go to their vineyard and like be there. It was so gorgeous. It's like like it's not technically a winery. It's more like a wine room on like a horse stable. And so there was cute horses and like, oh, my God, the horse was so cute. And it was just so peaceful. There were like birds chirping And I was drinking red wine and I was just like living. Honestly, I really peaked. I also took a lot of content, which I was really proud of. I literally got the selfie stick out in front of like groups of people at these wineries and was taking photos of myself. My dad's laughing at me being like, you're giving like a smize with your Cindy Crawford, like little beauty mark. I was living for it. My mom is coming Sunday evening and I'm like, I haven't told her this yet. And she won't hear this episode till after she's already come. But she better be ready to be my Instagram boyfriend. Um, I say that as she's my mother and also not a boy but she I've been working slowly over the past like 20 years to train her and she's 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 learning that's good my parents are not trained so I just rather take the selfie stick out at this point here's the thing a trick that I've learned from people on TikTok is what you do is you 
take a practice shot like with them posting you show them the framing that you want and exactly how you want it and then they just have to copy it so it doesn't work if you like don't know exactly what you're going for but if like you know you have the fit you kind of know the angle that's interesting I I haven't tested it fully out yet but Hmm. I'm I'll let you know get back to us on that one yeah so overall Napa was a hit highly suggest if you love wine if you love food like honestly those are two of my favorite things in this world like who doesn't love wine and food so I would say I was watching on my couch and I was like oh someday I was just living (laughs) and honestly oh also going back to when we hated Chardonnay it's still like not my go-to but the right Chardonnay like the right pairing with food is stunning I'm still not into it but I'm willing to have my mind changed okay when we dad I'm gonna steal a bottle of this wine when we get it in hint hint if you're listening Um, but meeting will know if you don't listen yes he does listen he's a pretty loyal listener my dad was like literally listening in front of me at the airport and I was like this is weird but whatever I would say I called my dad out he called us about the most recent episode and I was like dad did you just skip the four first episodes (laughs) and then he just skipped to like the most recent two and I'm like there's important context in those you gotta get the context but basically (laughs) if I get this bottle of wine from my dad you gotta try it because it was honestly really good Chardonnay I was happily surprised I am absolutely willing to try per what also happened this week oh 420 happened this week (gasps) 420 please I literally forgot 420 was even coming because usually at school like there's been a party and I've warning it's coming until literally I was getting dinner with a friend on 419 and they were like well 420 is tomorrow and I went yeah I know it came out of nowhere this year maybe because in college yeah in college people talk about it more I'm not really a smoker or an edible gal like it's just like I'll do it sometimes not really did you partake I now that it's legal here (laughs) I didn't fully partake again like what's funny is as much as like it was very much a big thing at school it wasn't like like I didn't really get into weed or edibles anything until around when the pandemic started Mm -hmm. partially because I was vegan for a lot of college Mm. so I like I didn't really smoke because singing yeah and I couldn't eat most edibles between gelatin and dairy and so like I started actually getting into them the first summer of the pandemic but obviously like we didn't do a big 420 party that year because you know pandemic Pandemic. so i i can't believe i like honestly kind of completely missed it because i forgot about it but i i did get home i had work that day and i would say I had some stoned coworkers. I'm not gonna say who, but i respect (laughs) that i would say it was funny because i wasn't stoned but i was hungover oh Um, we love that (laughs) and so it was a funny combination of like a decent amount of stoned people and then me who was like you know that kind of hugover where you're like a little like drowsy chaperone like drunk old woman energy Mm. that's the energy I was bringing um but then I got home and I I took a low dose edible and I watched my episode of Dimension 20 a (laughs) Dungeons and I'm really outing myself as a full just nerd um (laughs) in this I didn't celebrate 420 but i i observed it you observed it i did not observe i what what when was it it was on a wednesday yes yeah so i had just gotten home i think maybe i don't know yeah days are confusing this week but yeah 420 blazing okay 
Clueless moments of the week. Clueless moments of the week. Per per. Do you want to go first? Should I go first? What are we doing? You go first. Okay. I do have two. Okay. I'm going to start with like the lighter one. So I opened Facebook yesterday. (laughs) And already a funny sentence. That was (laughs) that was a mistake because I am just learning that like sort of like what I'm clueless on is like when did Facebook become the platform where you announce all of your life achievements like I swear to God I opened this app and post after post was like I booked this I'm working here I'm doing this I moved here and I'm like oh my gosh I'm getting off of this right now okay I have a theory on this okay I want to hear your theory so basically Our running joke of Facebook is like young people aren't really on Facebook anymore. Like I still technically have an account, but I don't use it for jack shit. Yeah. Um, but what I do use Facebook for is I'm friends with all of like the adults in my life, like family members who like I don't talk to regularly, but like all who are actual adults, meaning like they're still on Facebook. Yeah. Meaning like when you have an update that you need to share with your family, it's a pretty efficient way without having to go around and text all them because all of like the adults who you like, no offense, like I don't wanna text my like uncle to say i'm doing summer stock so if you just send a little post on facebook they all see it but i i think it's because it's it's now actually a platform for not our generation slash never really was for our generation so now we just use it to communicate with the generation above us i know like my mom posts well she used to post on it a little bit more now she is more wary because she doesn't want her patients looking her up as she would say honestly i think she wants to get on insta though because I will like some of her friends follow me family members and I'll be like oh my god did you see XYZ's insta and she's like maybe I should really get an insta I would say my mom Lawrence love her uh, <laughs> she follows so many people I went to Elon with and that's partially because like she's always been very involved and I'm not gonna lie I tell my mom all of the drama that's happening and I love it um and so she like always has enjoyed following people so like I've gone in and like followed through and so I'll literally bring up being like I don't know why but for some reason the first like I'll be like oh Carolina Tyak posted like x y and z and my mom would be like yeah no I saw I already saw and like not even sure my mom has ever met Carolina Tyak. that is so funny. but she knows who Carolina Tyak is meaning it's like when I tell Lori the drama, it has meaning to her. I know. that. Well, that's almost like Facebook, too. Like, I have, like, 1,500 Facebook friends. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, people, it's like, you know, when you scroll on Facebook and, like, somebody will come up and you'll be like, where the fuck did you come from? Like, who are you? I couldn't tell you how many people I'm friends with on Facebook. Not oh because God. I think it's a large number or a small number. It's literally a number that I don't know. I just, like, saw the other day because I decided, because I'll literally look at my Facebook app, like, once a month and there'll be like 30 notifications i don't have the app i deleted the app a few years ago i only used to ever go on it because so much actually with our mt program was on facebook and then the school is like hey that's not like a good approved formal mode of communication so like please stop giving grades to students via facebook (laughs) a real thing teachers did they would facebook messenger you your grades Uh, Uh, (laughs) so i couldn't tell you the last time i looked at facebook i know now it's giving me anxiety because it's like xyz person's pregnant this one's married this one got a job i'm like heck to the no like i can barely get out of bed today my allergies are so bad like let's leave this away (laughs) people really do be getting engaged oh my god people getting engaged and married and having babies it's just like 
too much for me because I and I guess like I just feel so far away from that right now. I just feel so far away from my reality. And I'm just like, like, (laughs) not to be crude, but if I was to get pregnant right now, I'd have an abortion so fast. So fast. So fast. (laughs) Way too soon for Sarah Liddy. No way. Okay. Well, do you have uh, what's it called? Do you have a cool, clueless moment? A cool, clueless <laughs> moment? What the fuck? Clueless Do you have a chill one, easy one, light one, whatever we want to call do. it? I do. I had previous ones and then, so maybe I'll take a photo of this. Oh my so gosh. You guys can look of your hands. <laughs> <laughs> this has to do with my nails and I'd say something Sarah can vouch for is two of my fingers have band-aids on them. Yeah. I'm looking at two band-aids. Will you take a guess as to why they have band-aids on them? Are the nails falling off and you want to keep them on? <laughs> yes i got it so like they're definitely not falling off but i'd say like you know how you're in the shower and like your nails get like a uh, little more bendy and it was just bothering me and i had shit to do so i literally band-aided them to give them like more support so they wouldn't break and so my clueless moment is like when are you gonna get your nails done like (laughs) i literally already have picked out what i want to do and yet i just like keep not getting them done and it's now reached the point where like i have a friend we always go in sync together and she got hers redone like over a week ago meaning like I've either got to like get them done ASAP except that I'm going to like waste some money because then there'll be a short turnaround in between the two Mm. or just like live like this for another few weeks which I don't want to do that either but I'm close as to why like this is a easily fixable problem Mm. and yet you don't do it and yet I haven't done it you know what this is reminding (laughs) me of it's like I need to call my insurance to get this medication cheaper because I have a code for it and I don't do it. Or I need to call XYZ doctor and I don't do it. Like it is so stupid. I was thinking, is this just, it requires me like I could go to a nail salon that's closer, but like the place that we usually go to is in Brooklyn. And like, I'm really like, I'm very picky about like nails, knowing about like nails, yes. hair. Like I get very paranoid about that stuff going someplace new. I agree. And so there's a part of me that just like doesn't want to go to Brooklyn. And then also just like they're grown out. Like I need it like redone pretty intensely. Like I'm just, I don't want to just sit there for like three hours. It does. My mom makes fun of how long my nails take. It takes so long. It does. It takes so long to get fake nails, especially like if you're getting extensions, like all of these things. And if you're getting nail design, that's extra time. I'm doing something simple, but I still am just like, I don't, I don't. It's an investment. Again, this is like the most first world of first world problems but i'm too lazy somehow to get my nails redone even though it's a something that requires minimal to no effort do it for the nail highlight on our on our instagram page so that's the thing is we plan on shooting a bunch of content tomorrow and i'm like oh fuck i really should have gotten them redone because now my nails are gonna look bad in all the photos and tiktoks on everything we take tomorrow and then like that's what drives me insane is actually Mm. like not even as much going through day two of the day it's like we photograph and film a lot of stuff for the podcast and whatnot and I hate seeing in photos like everyone else is like oh it's like because I have like a a nude sort of bottom so it does blend like not super badly yeah but like I've got like I'd say an inch of growth (laughs) like you can see it in photos very obviously like it's clear I don't remember when I got them oh i feel like i mm, no i don't but we had gotten them around the same Same time time, and i think i've gotten i think i've gotten two nails in that time that's thing i think my friend zan has gotten hers done twice (laughs) the time i've had one set like that thing there is a video 
from yes. five weeks ago with of those these nails. nails on Instagram. And they were already a little grown out. Oh, yes, because I had those sparkly nails. And then, okay, I had the sparkly nails <gasps> and then I had the white French. And now <laughs> I have over a month. And now I have a different design. <laughs> I, I can't, I can't be trusted. Can't be trusted. But anyway, I'm clueless why I won't get them fucking redone, and the fact that it results in two bandaging my fingers. I feel very like, uh, do you remember Spy Kids? Juno, yes, Juni, yes. the first movie where he's like butter fingers yes. and bandages all the time. Oh gosh. Yeah, so that's my clueless moment. What's your like serious, serious clueless moment? <laughs> okay, so I guess like it's more just like insert the theme of uncertainty because, oh, a little trigger warning for anybody that like deals with disordered eating or just doesn't like to talk about like weight loss food all that type of stuff gonna pause right now to give you a second to scroll ahead so I went to therapy this week and for some reason decided to talk about like food I don't know why but it's been on my mind a lot just because I've been dealing obviously with a lot of gastro issues for the last couple of months and for some reason like I have just been like I need to eat more vegetables like I don't know why like I don't eat vegetables and there's a part of my brain that's like I'm gonna die one day because I didn't eat enough vegetables (laughs) but anyways I went to therapy and my therapist was like oh I actually found this like practice in the city for another patient of mine but I think it would be great for you too because it's all about health at every size it's they're specifically like we do not focus on weight loss as the goal of our practice our practice is here for you to make a healthy relationship with food and I was like per I read the website like I'm honestly so excited to meet with uh, the nutritionist that I'll be working with but yeah I guess like I'm uncertain with how that journey will go I've always had a very like most women unfortunately have a very complicated relationship with food and over the last couple of years it's gotten worse when I struggled with my mental health and then honestly the rise of like DoorDash and Uber Eats and like having that availability like I just feel like I'm constantly eating out and I I don't know. I don't want to say I'm making excuses, but like I don't love to cook. I haven't found that passion that some people find in cooking. And so I think I finally got into a place where I'm actually like, I would love to start to learn to cook. I would like to start learning like what a balanced relationship with food looks like where I can go out to dinner, order whatever I want, but I also incorporate vegetables (laughs) and just like other things. So I'm not constantly ordering out and all that stuff. So more to come there, but I'm starting that journey and I'm excited about it. I can't wait to hear more about that. Yeah. I'm really interested. This practice that I'm seeing, um, they're based in New York city all it sounded so interesting there's like a team of seven people and they all specialize in like health at every size or these very inclusive um programs like it's I in my like form to them I was like I don't want to focus on weight loss whatsoever like I seriously want to focus on gaining a better relationship with food yeah and they were like a hundred percent it's really hard to separate that out like I I definitely say like I don't do as much physical exercise as I used to and I've had points in my life where I really do like enjoy exercise but I also I'm still working on sort of like mending that relationship and there's a part of me that doesn't trust myself Mm. to like sort of fully step back into it and not lose control again I get that I feel like the reason why I've decided I think it's now 
maybe time to like look at my relationship with food is because I've gotten to a healthier place with working out. For those who don't know, since like October, I've been seeing a trainer twice a week and we do weightlifting. And as my therapist put it on Thursday, a lot of the time in order for me to engage in an endeavor, I have to feel 100% prepared. So if I was going into the ocean, I would need like my my goggles, my scuba set, my flippers, like all of that shit to even enter the ocean. Anytime you go in the ocean, your goggles, flippers. Yes, all of it, set. all of it. The analogy here, the analogy. <laughs> but when I started working out in October, I was just like, I just want to like start moving my body, like yada, yada, boo, boo. And I really do. I go to these two training sessions a week. I walk a couple of times a week, like listening to a podcast. And I like love it. Like I love go- showing up for those weightlifting sessions because it makes me feel strong. And then I love going for a walk and that's like my balance. So now I'm hoping I can find that with food. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. All right. Do you have a serious deeper clueless moment? Yes. When you have someone who you're good friends with, like sort of what to do if you don't like their partner or not even don't like their partner, but don't think they're a good fit. And like, mm. like again, there are different levels of friendships and different relationships and whatnot. But are you supposed to say something or should you not say something? Should you say something like, do you owe that to them? And just sort of that, like that idea of like, I think it's really difficult when like, like I like my sister told me after the fact that she fucking hated my ex-boyfriend. Oh my gosh. Not even for any real reason. She just said that he was a fucking narc. <laughs> But like what to do when that happens or like when you don't think like they're a good fit or like whatever. And should you do something or anything at all? Like, is it just maybe not your place? Yeah, I that is a really hard spot to be in because I had an ex who was not liked by a lot of my friends for very valid reasons. And at the beginning, my friends were a lot stronger in telling me their distaste. And as I continued to like be in this terrible, like toxic situation, they kind of just like stopped pushing so hard because it is, I think it is hard to like hear that this person that you love, whether it's healthy, not healthy, whatever, is not liked by people that you really appreciate the opinion of. And as the friend, like it's awkward to continually tell your friend like hey this person you love and you're dating I don't like them or I don't think you're a good fit like at a certain point I just feel like that's inevitably going to lead to the friendship sort of ending yeah or like you getting cut out of that degree of life because they're not going to want to talk to you it's like I understand on both sides like I get why it's my sister tough. didn't tell me but I also like there's a part of me that also didn't like that she had pretended to like it yeah but I also get why she didn't like right it's tough Ugh. That is such a tough spot because I've been on like both ends of that and you're just sort of stuck. You're like, I don't There's know what to do. There's not a right option. Um, so I'm curious what y'all's thoughts are yeah. and what y'all's experiences have been with. And like if you have spoken up or said stayed quiet or if you've been the person in the relationship and you've wish someone did speak up or you wish someone had shut the fuck up yeah I'd be interested to hear. Now we're going to transition. You want to be on top? <laughs> Yeah, we're talking about fashion this week, which is so funny because we have received like a couple DMs or response to our questions that we have in our Instagram stories being like, talk about fashion. Like, what is your guys's like fashion? And I'm like, Sarah and I literally texted each other being like, I have no idea I am what not like qualified to speak about this. So I'm, like, I, I guess like all my life I've been like, am I a fashionista? Am I not? I'm like, I don't know. I growing up always thought of myself as one definitely and I still do but like I definitely was like 
I literally look back and I'm like, how are people letting me run my mouth all the time? Because I literally would give everyone in my family so much shit for the way they dressed it. No. Even though it was like 11 year old me, I literally, there's a photo of me. And I remember thinking I looked like I was eating it up. <laughs> and it was this roughly skirt. <laughs> a graphic t-shirt and one of my dad's ties oh my gosh that's adorable yes but like I thought I was eating it up I was serving looks I remember trashing on my family's outfits that night and I like I'm the youngest so I get they had to be like somewhat nice to me but I don't get how no one just like bitch slaps me and was like have you looked in a mirror? (laughs) (laughs) That outfit is reminding me of like Demi Lovato during her like teen in Disney. It was like a little before Demi Lovato was big. It was more like I was going for the Avril Lavigne vibe. Yes, I was going to say skater girl vibe. Yeah, even though I was in fourth grade and was not. (laughs) That is so funny. No, I as a kid, I was... And I mean, maybe a part of me still is a little bit materialistic sometimes with certain things, but like you literally knew I was materialistic as a fifth grader because we had to make these stools, like a stool that you sit on for graduate. No, the other type of stool. I was thinking I like mean, actually, stool there is, like poo. Yeah, yeah. you're right. I would say I did have a family member told me that like one of my great aunts had a stool journal and I truly thought that it was like a journal of all the different stools she came across. And then someone was like, no, it's her <laughs> bowel movements. My mom tells me every time I complain about my IBS that I need to track my poop in my calendar. Sorry, everybody, TMI. But as a fifth grader, I made this stool and I, I think I may still have it. If I do, I'll take a picture of it and I'll post it on the Instagram. And it literally said on the like little top of it, I love shopping. And on each one of the legs was a different like designer. There was like Lily Pulitzer. There was like all the like bougie brands like logos. I was dying. Iconic. I know. I loved that though when I was younger. Like I loved like brands and I loved like Lily Pulitzer and like J. Crew. Like I was a very preppy fashionista galley. I'd say I wasn't very preppy. I'm from a very preppy town and I think that's part of the reason why I railed against it a little bit I was a big mod cloth girl in middle school okay I yes was, I was different I was different I had a ladybug purse Ooh, that's yeah. cute I think I was preppy because one I think I saw in like fashion magazines these like big brands and a lot of them happened to be like classier maybe is the word but my mom also is a Lily Pulitzer stan she's always wearing their blouses she my mom dressed me in a lot of Lily Pulitzer growing yeah. up and I think that's part of the reason I part of the reason I also think I didn't like it was they always were like flower print and with the last yes. name flowers anytime I wore flowers people mm. would be like flowers because you're flowers I get it oh. and so I literally didn't <laughs> I literally, I think, through high school voided flower print because I just found it so <laughs> fucking annoying. People being like, because you're... And I was like... Audrey just oh my god I thought you just threw your nail for a second because you were like playing with your nails I was fiddling with the band-aid and so I threw it off (laughs) okay so I have written down some like topics fashionista topics to talk about today maxinista maxinista I've actually never been a maxinista fun fact I've been a targetista if that's a thing we didn't really have like a 
Target in my area. I'd say like the only thing sort of in that vein we had was Marshalls. Mm. And so I did go to Marshalls a lot growing up. It's honestly places like TJ Maxx and Marshalls are like the same reason I don't go thrifting is because I am like one of my not great qualities is I'm not a patient person. And so you have to do a lot of like shifting through things. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I'm stunned by the stuff people can find, but like I just don't have the patience for it. Okay. So let's see. Was there any point like in your life that you realized you were into fashion or that you like enjoyed fashion? I always really liked it growing up. I would say I remember in fifth grade, there was like, we were supposed to do like a research essay. Uh huh. We were in fifth grade. So it was supposed to be like, I don't know, like four pages. Mine, A, I never even finished it because it was so long, but it was over 20 pages. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I was in fifth grade, Um, but it was about like the history of fashion, which unsurprisingly, there's a lot to that. So like, I actually like, like I've always loved like costumes and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And like, I I read actually a lot of books on like the history of different specific fashion items. Um, And like, I'd say like one of the weird facts that I learned that has always stuck with me is like Chanel number five was the first completely artificial scent. Like that was what made it. That's all I was thinking. I had to get it out. (laughs) But like, that was the reason why it initially became so famous. It was the first completely artificial scent, which is honestly actually the reason I own a little bottle of it that I've had now for like eight years that has not ran out because I don't use it because I don't like the scent of it because I don't like how artificial it smells. Yeah. But like that was groundbreaking that it was the first completely artificial scent Um, and just like the history of all that. And so like, I literally didn't even finish this essay because it was so long. The teacher literally didn't read it, actually, which is all. Or she at least didn't read all of it, which is a whole different story. But I like I literally I was like on a plane. My family's on vacation, but I was so obsessed with finishing this. Like it ended up being somewhere over 20 pages. Wow. Um, So I've, I've always just as long as I can remember, love clothes. Yeah, I think I've always loved shopping. Like I always used to love going back to school shopping with my mom because I am the only girl in my family. I also have no girl cousins. So it was like sort of a thing that my mom and I would do like every year we would go at the beginning of the year, you know, buy like some stuff. But I never like that was the extent to it, I guess. Or like, you know, when we were younger, magazines were like a lot more of a thing. So you would like look at magazines. And what was it? Teen Beat? Tiger Beat? Oh, my Tiger God. Beat? Tiger Beat and all those. I yes. didn't have a subscription. But anytime I went to someone's house that did have a subscription. <gasps> loved those. But yeah, I feel like all of my life I've loved like shop. Um, and so like, obviously, if you like to shop, you like fashion. So what has been like your sort of like fashion evolution? Okay. I honestly, I was thinking about this last night because I was like, mm, what would I say to this? I really do have distinct like fashion evolution. So I'm going to share it. So yes, in elementary school, I was very like materialistic branded obsessed. So like I loved like Lily Pulitzer, J. Crew, like and I loved wearing brands. But I think that was like such a big thing when we were younger was like wearing a t-shirt that said like the brand on it or like being very obsessed with brands. Hollister in big fucking yes. fonts that looked super fucking ugly. Literally, that was like the thing. Thing to wear and then when I got to middle school I I just remember this stage in seventh grade where I was obsessed with juicy juicy couture specifically juicy tracksuits and I had two and I would just wear them like clock I never owned 
anything from Juicy Couture. And I still regret that to this day. Oh my gosh. We should just like get juicy tracksuits. They've come back. I know. And I want one. Oh my gosh. They were so. I know they're stupid, but I want one. It was just like my, like having that at that age was just like a marker of coolness. And I literally kept the zip up juicy, like part of the tracksuit. I had it till the end of college because I just kept it because I was like, I feel like this is a good costume piece. That's the thing is like, I did definitely love fashion at that age, but I definitely didn't I wasn't into the trends like I never owned a pair of Ugg boots like the closest I got was I actually I can't believe I did this but I borrowed my mom's Ugg boots some and my feet now at their largest size are seven and a half and my mom is a size 11 shoe oh my goodness and when they were like really in I remember I was still at village school which is pre-middle school for my town borrowing my mom's I loved I've never stopped loving Uggs like obviously we know the years that like Uggs were like so not cool I wore them all my life continue to wear them will never stop wearing them I've never owned a pair my jaw is like hitting the ground right now but I also again as we've spoken about on this podcast I'm a sweaty girl I just think my feet would get too hot <laughs> my, mine used to like I feel this is so gross but like I remember when I was younger like they'd be get real smelly and nasty and I would have these like scent balls that I would put into them <gasps> yes but that's when I like thought it was okay to wear them with like out socks. I don't know who thought that was cute for me in middle school. But I, oh, okay. Speaking of another shoe, I'm wondering if you had these hunter boots. I did have a pair, but I don't think till like after they were popular. Yeah. I like think I was late to the trend. I have like a pair now that I just like wear, like they're not like even the ones that go up to your knee. But I remember, I think it was sometime like late middle school, early high school. I got my first pair and they were like these silverish whitish ones. Oh, mine were just black. And, and I also had like a pair of purple ones. Like what are these color choices that I'm making? I would say that, do you want to know something funny? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they were actually in or if they were just really with me, but Converse and something that was a big thing when we were in middle school or (laughs) relatively was like knee high Converse. So I not only I owned knee high Converse, I actually. Oh, my gosh. This is now so long that I'm forgetting. I know like one of my best friends in middle school had a pair of like custom knee high Converse. And I think (laughs) I ended up getting one, too, where it's like every different section of it was a different pattern. I'd like colored like they were literally Converse that went to your knees. Um, I definitely at least had a black and white pair that I wore all the time. And I was like, I am the baddest badass that has ever existed. (laughs) I remember having like a pair of like, like custom ones that weren't, they weren't like the knee high ones. They were just like regular Converse. I definitely had custom regular Converse because I, again, was a Converse queen. Um, but I, I wore those zip up and knee high ones. Oh my God. And like, I also went to a middle school with like a strict dress code, meaning like I couldn't even be in jeans and I had to be in a collared shirt and the collared shirt couldn't have writing or I think even pictures on it meaning it was like me and like khakis a polo shirt and, yours- and my knee high fucking colors I wore my Converse to middle school wow, graduation. we need a photo of this we need a photo you got to try and I'll find, find a photo I know I have a photo of my graduation because literally I was in like a nice dress and I remember I had a teacher yell at me and then another teacher be like it's not technically against the dress code I was in white Converse oh um, that's so cute I know speaking of shoes you know what this is reminding me of the combat uh, like combat boots phase. Oh yes, I love. Like I'm, sp- I'm, I'm thinking of this very specific outfit that I wore to a singing recital, and I don't. I think it was in high school, and I'm wearing like. Do you remember when those like tight skirts were in? 
almost like they yes. were like tighter like mini skirts that had this like flowy top on I'm wearing like combat boots and this feather necklace and then I have like these little like like um like I took front strands of my hair and like pinned them back to almost like look like a flower crown and I'm like what was this fashion choice like please somebody save me from this fashion choice that thing is like I think something I've kind of accepted now is like things are always going to be in trends and to a certain degree you're always going to look back and laugh like I literally to some capacity I'm able to look at the current things I do and being like oh I know in like probably even six months I'm like hey that was fucking stupid but I'd say this this goes to like sort of how it has evolved as I'm like this is getting into a later thing but I kind of with a myself and my body and like the world and everything like the the overarching thing that I got to like in recent years was like I got tired of waiting for people to give me permission to wear and do the things that I wanted to do and wear per um it makes so I'm now kind of okay with it like I wear stupid stuff pretty fucking often and like I look back on old photos and I'm like that was stupid but like that's okay you're always gonna think that like my mom looks at her photos of her from the 80s and she's like my hair looked fucking insane but like she loved it in the time and like it brought you joy and like it's okay I think to look back and be like oh fuck what was I doing fashion does it brings you such great memories such great memories I know and now I'm looking at another era in my evolution the hipster phase (gasps) when I try to be a hipster because truly at my core like I am a preppy classic kind of gal um and I used to like go to Urban Outfitters and like try and be a hipster when like that was cool (laughs) but like I still wasn't being a hipster like I thought painting my room dark purple was hipster (laughs) can we believe that I'm like I and now I live in my childhood bedroom and it like I painted it dark purple and I have this like really classic like it's like this black and white um wallpaper on one of like the accent wall and it almost looks like chandeliers like I I can't really describe it but I'm like this is not hipster say the last stop on my fashion evolution like most recently that I'm coming over now is the athleisure phase because during college like we were dancing doing a lot of physical things so I swear to god for four years straight I wore athleisure yes and like to the point in which like it was a big deal if you weren't right like people will be like why why are you dressed up today like why are you wearing a dress like or why Why are you you in jeans literally why are you not in stretchy pants like the days that I would wear like actual outfits I would like everyone be like oh my god you look so good because like literally I didn't have my hair in a bun and wasn't wearing leggings with my own schedule I created like most of the time I had dance every day meaning I was in leotards or athleisure every single day meaning like the rare time if like I knew a dance class was canceled in advance and I got to wear real clothes I would say this is something that I think has been true with for me for a long time is I very much am a person like I have really fancy clothes and then I have a bunch of athleisure and I just tend to I'm getting better at it but I don't own like clothes that are just normal I mean like I feel like you probably remember this from college like if I didn't wear athleisure I was then in not in a literal, but I was like in a ball gown. Literally, Audrey was in these like very high, like ankle, like black boots, like soaring above everybody, like literally dressed to the nines. And I would still be in my leggings. My favorite about like the athleisure in college was, especially my freshman year, I did it more because I was taking ballet a lot that year, was when I would wear like my 
pink ballet tights and leotard and then I would just like throw like in the summer or like spring I would throw on like a pair of shorts and I would like dart across campus with my like you know tights and it'd be like yeah I'm a music theater man Andrea I just came from like dance class like <laughs> I think the only reason I didn't do that is I had already gone through that in high school so I'd at least moved on to like uh instead of like full pink ballet tights the um footless like ankle cropped black dance tights mm-hmm. but I which are a lot cooler yeah like they they are still very obvious yeah but like a little that. less but they, like yeah like ballet pink tights are a lot um but I was big <laughs> into like my like trash bag pants I was yes. like I am a dancer you, I know I would strut across that campus and I'd be like yeah look at me in my freaking pink ballet tights like yes. judge me okay wait what is your evolution <sighs> I don't know if there's been evolution I feel like my fashion is still to this day so scattered like I have so many pieces that don't work together because like it's just like kind of just like things I find fun yeah I definitely thought I was really fashionable growing up. <laughs> um, even through my tomboy's phases. I don't think I rashed on my family as much as I was a tomboy. But like again, like it's literally a running joke. My Like I was mean to people over their outfits. What were your favorite like brands growing up? Um, middle school, definitely mod cloth was a big mod cloth girl. That's where I got my audition dresses from. <laughs> I think my college audition dress was also from mod cloth. But I wore like everything I wore was from mod cloth. Literally besides that middle school, no idea because I had a dress code. Like I didn't like right. any of the clothes I wore. I just wore them because you had to. I had to. Did um, that make things easier for you though? Do you think like, do you think it took some of the pressure away to like fit in at school and stuff? Because I know for me when I was in middle school, it was like, sure. I liked juicy contour and Uggs and stuff, but I also felt like I, I want to be cool. Like I want to like live up to the brands and the trends. I think so to a degree but I also think like it was also a school that started in preschool and I started in seventh grade and it ended in eighth grade oh, um okay, okay but I also just like very much was one of those people who like I knew I was different and I like leaned wanted in. to be different <laughs> um so even though I was under a strict dress code like I would still find ways of like I didn't necessarily look better than other people I just looked different um and like I was always tall like I think the way I've described myself like in middle school to my friends was like I didn't look young I just like an adult who was not doing well um and like the first several months I was at my new middle school multiple people thought I was a teacher's assistant because we were in dress code so like particularly when I started off like I everyone else had been going there for years and like I had just started to buy all my khakis and polos to fucking wear there so literally like the first like few months I was in just plain khakis and like a dark blue polo shirt and I was like I'm I'm currently 5'8 I was 5'8 holy shit Um, that's tall yeah no I haven't grown in a long time (laughs) and I just looked like an adult not doing well so I'd say like I think the dress code particularly pushed it to then like post that very much wanted to go in an opposite direction like yeah I needed to get out of that like definitely became a big urban girly in high school who wasn't and then I definitely became more of like a fashion girly again in high school particularly because so I I went to an arts high school so I had academics eight to two I had arts two to six and then if you had rehearsals it would be like seven to whatever they felt like ending but for my arts classes I either had to wear like stuff for dance classes or for my non-dance theater classes I had to be in blacks Mm. which were like I had to be in all black clothes that were like movement friendly meaning I spent 
<laughs> so much of high school in in a lot of initially Victoria's Secret leggings, yes. um, which I have scarring memories from because I literally bent over and everyone laughed and it was because they could see my underwear through it, which is why I'm now deeply loyal to Lululemon's black leggings because I'm still scarred from that. Um, but it was a lot of like gap black t-shirts and black leggings. And so I think particularly by like my like sophomore, junior year rolled around, like I'd make a very big point of because I lived on campus I would dress up and wear real clothes in the morning. And then I would literally during lunch would run back to my dorm and change into my blacks because I just like, you get really fucking bored of that at a certain point. Well, fashion is a form of self-expression. And so like, I think, you know, my brother Aiden went to a Catholic high school. So he had a very strict uniform. And I was also in a sociology class at Elon where literally me and like two other people in the class were the only people who had went to public high schools and so who did not have a dress code. And I think sometimes I was like, oh yeah, like a dress code would have probably been nicer because it would have taken that element of way. But I think similarly to college, I mean, I was in a lot more athleisure in college in high school, I would just be like, all right, today I'm going to dress not great. I'll wear my pajamas to class. And today I'm going to wear boots and a dress and strut down the street. I would say that was what was nice is like if I woke up late and I was tired, like I could just put on a black gap t-shirt and leggings and sneakers. And like there would truly be no judgment about it because like it was known that I had to wear that later in the day. And like you didn't have time to dress up and put up a whole second outfit for today. That's fine and normal and most people are in not most most theater majors were also wearing essentially the same thing as you yeah I think though there are like unspoken like things that you should wear as theater majors like I remember when we like started at Elon I was like I obviously Lululemon is like Lululemon should sponsor every music theater major out there truly (laughs) like truly but it was like the Lululemon like tennis skirt was like super Ooh, in. Yes. I'm trying to think what else. Oh, li- were you a limited two girly? I don't think I ever bought anything from limited two. Shut up. Was this in high school? No, not in high school. Okay. Sorry, in like elementary school, like maybe early middle. Oh my god, limited two was my shit. And okay, the thing about limited two and like, do you know Justice? I do know Justice. Okay, never so, shopped at it. Okay. I was, I mean, I didn't really shop as Justice because I had like sized out, but in, um, in elementary school, I shopped a lot at limited two. And my big thing was my mom would not allow me to wear any sort of pant or short that had writing images on the butt. And I would get so angry because all, because they were so cute. They just had like the cutest, like matching little like shirt and shorts and like there would be like a monkey on the shirt and there would be like monkeys on the ass and like look as an adult I can understand like why are we sexualizing children and bringing pictures to their butts but as a little (laughs) kid I was like I just want a monkey on my ass (laughs) I feel like as a kid I was a little bit of like I don't I don't know it was sort of like a chicken in the egg situation of like was I a little bit of a rebel without a cause because I was a little weird or was I a little bit weird because I was a rebel without a cause like I I I don't really know why but like I I was never into that stuff I I didn't feel like it and like not out of a way of thinking I was better like I definitely sort of conveyed that to people but like I just didn't think it worked on me. Uh, I was obsessed with limited um, too. Yeah, no, I, I, I feel like I missed all of the trends in middle school. Do you remember American Apparel? Absolutely. 
whatever happened to American Apparel? I'm pretty sure they went bankrupt. I think they did, but I just, I think, I don't know what I was searching on Instagram the other day, but it came up and I was like, oh my gosh. Like, I remember when everybody was buying, because I think it was- I remember going to their store a ton in Boston. Right, because I think I, like now looking back on it, I think American Apparel was like the first place that really, at least that I can remember at my age, being like, had all these neutrals, had- white bodysuits black bodysuits like different colored bodysuits like it had these like staple pieces instead of like graphic tees and all of that what is like some of your favorite things to wear and what are some of your like least favorite things I'd say I actually do quite like bike shorts now but like any other type of short I hate I hate shorts too let's like can all of us women just like get together and like Either, How have we not made them better? Either demand that these brands start, yes, making them better <laughs> or just like, let's get rid of them. Like, yeah. I cannot, I agree, cannot stand shorts. Literally. Jean shorts, and specifically. Like, I'm also like, I had always felt larger, at least in theater, if only by virtue of my height. And like, again, definitely like, I still very much, particularly for a lot of my history, have been someone who's very like thin and I'd say like I'm I'm in the mid-size range now and like I've put on weight in the like the the last I'd say like the year leading up to the pandemic and then post-pandemic and like I've struggled with the fact of like I now like chafing is a serious issue of like Mega Babe, sponsor us. Do you know about chafing sticks? From I Mega know. Babe? The thing is like, I will put it on and then I'll go out and it'll wear off. Mm. And like reapplying it in public like feels embarrassing. Like there are literally like last summer, there was points where like I had like essentially like a like scab. No. From it, really bad chafing. Chafing is real and it hurts and it's painful. And that's the thing. It's like nowadays I, I can... I think when I was younger and brands like Abercrombie were really popular and the whole short, short thing, I would like try and fit my body into these short shorts, which was just not a great idea because I would always end up with these rashes and chafing. But nowadays I'm like, okay, like I'm older and wiser. Like, let me get like four inch shorts or like seven inch ones and like get them hemmed up. Now I try and get shorts that are a little longer. Oh, from Abercrombie, but they sell out so damn fast. Make more of them. Like what the fuck? Nobody wants to wear short shorts anymore. Everybody knows that chafing is painful and hurtful. That thing is like, I just feel like uh, shorts, like even they just like, they somehow are always uncomfortable and unflattering on me. And so I just hate them now. And so now I'm really trying to figure out how to make bike shorts dress up. (laughs) Am I Princess Diana? Am I Princess Diana? Diana? Yeah, no, as we literally, I don't own a single pair of shorts that are not bike shorts currently and I know summer's coming meaning like I kind of have to figure that out and I think that's honestly part of the reason why I've now come to love dresses and it's because it's Ugh. like that is the because if you're not gonna wear shorts in summer that's the only option it's that or sweat yeah I like like I'll wear dresses with like I from Amazon they're not even shapewear just like you know shorts yeah, underneath something it something to provide a layer yeah but I again I tried to buy shorts this year and I did get them from Abercrombie there's one pair that I think will work but it's so annoying they have like the you know instead of a zipper yeah. and a button it's like the 40 buttons i'm like why these would have been great and perfect but now what if i drink in these who's buttoned those up not me <laughs> <laughs> okay y'all 
Well, that is this week's episode of Completely Fucking Clueless. Thank you so, so, so much for listening. I hope y'all enjoyed. I know. Honestly, I really enjoyed talking about this and I really hope you want to hear a part two. I mean, we're going to make a part two regardless. Because I literally, there's so much more that we both have wanted to say throughout all this, but we can now look at the time that we've been recording (laughs) and we're like, oh, we've been recording for a while. We knew fucking. I know because we have like this plus the intro, whatever. (laughs) We'll do a part two and it will be great. But I, to the person, I think her name was Sydney who suggested, and it's not your Sydney. It's not. I had brought it up to a friend at work being like, guess we're over recording this Friday and they went what and I went the episode you just suggested and they went that wasn't me no it's a completely different Sydney well to the Sydney it was we really appreciate it because this has been so much fun to talk about and to my friend Sydney if you're listening to this sorry that wasn't you (laughs) (laughs) we will be back next week with a brand new episode I think it will probably be an interview don't quote me on that though maybe we have some (laughs) interviews lined up but we just got to schedule it people we're doing our best but yeah, don't forget to follow us at Completely Fucking Clueless on Instagram and Completely F-C-K-I-N-G Clueless on TikTok. Yes. Rate, review, follow. <gasps> we sub- got a new review on Apple Podcasts oh. recently and it literally I was like crying. <laughs> and I, I called like 40 people and sent the screenshot of L- it to like Marty Literally. <laughs> literally me. Anytime like somebody gives us like a positive comment on TikTok or Instagram or will actually like review on Apple Podcasts, I'm like <laughs> and they like just, it they like it like that's the thing it's like i mostly know like the calls i get for my family of like we listened and it's really funny that there, there might be people out there listening to this who just like the fact that people actually enjoy listening to the nonsense we say is kind of uh, funny to think about we appreciate y'all yeah thanks all right well have a great great week and don't forget to be <laughs> clueless and don't forget jeffrey is a not either. <laughs> <laughs>